copy and content writing. Unfortunately, a lot of entrepreneurs or business owners who write their own copy, whether on social media or on their website, on their emails, they do it wrongly. This is not the fault because back in school, how were we taught to write? We were taught to be elaborative. We were taught to do creative writing, and that is the exact opposite of what. Copywriting should be, and in this episode of the Chill Mamba Show, I'm gonna show you or share with you an excerpt from one of our Momentum Group Coaching, where I teach our members what is copy and content writing. Hi, I'm Michelle Hon, and I've built multiple six-figure online businesses from home that offers the financial freedom for me to do what I want. When I want, and most importantly, it allows me to be available for my children whenever they need me. And let me tell you that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for our successes. So, how do you build a thriving business from home and impacting thousands from around the world? This is the Chill Mamba Show. So today, I just want to touch on briefly about copy and content writing because I've, you know, I follow some of you guys, and I see that sometimes you make certain mistakes, and I just like to clear things up a little bit so that everyone could become better. Okay, so copy and content writing. I think um when I sent out an email saying that you know this is what I am going to be talking about about copy and content writing. Um, I can't remember who it was. Um, wrote back and said, "What is copy and content writing? Is it like social media posting?" Um, copy and content writing. One thing I want you to remember: the easiest way to remember this is like it's not like you copy your friend, right? It, copy is the words that you actually use, and I want you to remember this. And an an easy way to remember this is that it's called copy because. It should echo what's in your customer's mind. So when you write something about us, let's say you're writing an about us page for your business, it's really not about you. You need to write it in a way that you need to remember. It has to echo, echo copy. Okay, that's how you can really remember this. Whenever you do a piece of copywriting, it has to echo what is in your customer's mind. So. About us, when you write about and about us, or any piece of content, whether it's for your newsletter, your social media posts, or what else do you write? Any promotional pieces, leaflet, right? You need to think about what's in it for them, what's in it for your prospects. Okay, and、um, one of the foundation of good writing, of course, you need to make sure that you've got. Proper grammar, correct spelling, and make sure it's factual accuracy. Right, that you can't say something that's not accurate because once it's out there, it will come back and bite you. However, the rules of grammar. I did say that grammar, spelling, and all that it has to be accurate. But sometimes rules of grammars and even spelling can be disregarded. Can anyone tell me, you know, what are some instances where in your copywriting that you can disregard grammar and spelling? Any idea? 
remember how I talk about a copywriting has to echo your customer's mind. So if your customers are like really Singaporean, Singaporean, you know, not to disregard anything, but if they, the way they talk is very singlish, they're that type, then your copywriting can echo what they say right what kind of what kind of words do they actually use so in order to connect with your audience sometimes using you know grammar that's not that great or using spelling that is um echoes what how they spell something is acceptable okay and of course what else do you need to um know when it comes to copywriting is that clear and concise writing short simple words that a five-year-old could understand is better than using fancy words i see a lot of people using fancy words you know to show off that you know to to show the appearance of intelligence that they're smart but it really does not say anything if your customers does not really understand what you're trying to say there's no point saying it so copywriting is not like creative writing right because back in school i know my kids are learning creative writing so they go like you know they, they they describe the wind they describe the leaves and stuff like that but in business writing it's nothing like that so sometimes we have to toss out what we learn in school and just go straight and be as simple as possible instead of using like superfluous sort of words, right? Just concise, super easy kind of word that everybody can um, understand. And also short sentences is better than long sentences because sometimes if it's too long and 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 commas and 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 dash and just super long, it can obscure the intended meaning. And especially these days, a lot of us do content or copywriting on social media right and we read it or even not social media even your email we tend to read it via our mobile isn't it so if you um i know at school we were taught to put everything that is related in one paragraph and sometimes even though your paragraph when you write it on desktop it may look like it's only three sentences long but when it goes on to mobile it's like six and seven like you know lines long and it's very hard to read for human eyes right so it's better to just break it up line by line if you have to it doesn't matter anymore but as long as it's short and it's easy to understand and every single line that you write every single sentence that you write has to have a point or it entice people to continue reading the next line it's there because it's a hook to get people to read the following line. If it's not, it shouldn't be there, take it out. Okay, just go straight to the point. And can anyone tell me what's the difference between copywriting and content marketing? What's the difference? So copywriting back in the days, right, where um, advertisers still today, the proper definition for copywriting is when you write a copy for an advertisement and content writing and especially content marketing is a longer form of um, marketing but these days copywriting and content writing is kind of like the line has kind of blur 
Content writing is for like, you know, long blog posts, information type posts, and copywriting is for ads. That's the difference right there. And you should also know the difference, okay? But these days, you know, some people kind of like say content writing is also for uh, ads and also copywriting for content writing. So there is also a difference between writing for your ads that you use, right? That you put money into and you want people to buy your product versus the content that you write on social media. So what are the difference? The, the difference is that your ads has to be persuasive. It has to get people to buy something. But of course, these days you would also, I mentioned if you are part of um, IG Group Bootcamp, that every four or five posts, you can do a selling post right so a selling post is where you need to add that last bit where there is a call to action okay so i want you guys to um kind of participate a little bit so let's say right right now i think most of us here are moms let's say now you have a video of your four-year-old son playing drums and he's very good at it and you want to share it on your reels what would your content angle be what would you write about that piece of video? How would you promote it? Okay, just type it in the chat. Let me know. I'll wait for a bit. You have a video. Four-year-old playing drums and you want to share it on the, on the reels. What would your angle be? Look at my kid. He's playing drums, right? Could that be one of it? Sure. Right, so that is what we call some sort of class that has helped him. Okay, yep. So that's informational, right? Um, my child can play the drums. You know, he's been to a certain class that has helped him. So that's an informational type of post. And there's actually four angles that you can create from one story. Okay, I want to help you learn like, you know, what are the four angles here? So one is, yep, Prita has put it in. That's the informational angle. Some sort of class. Look, a child can play a drum. That is information. I'm informing you. Another angle that you can, about the same piece of content, is you come in via the educational angle. How to play a drum. First, pick up the two sticks. Or I can't play drums. Like, And then you hit this and then you hit that. Right? So same thing with your product post. You're saying, oh, what, what is Michelle going with this? Same thing with your product uh, bottle, right? Informational, it's got this, it's got aluminium, it's got this, it keeps warm, blah, blah, blah. Educational, how do you use this? Oh, you can put this in this way, you can this, and then it cools down. How to, that's educational. Another way for the, let's go back to the four-year-old kids playing drum, right? Is entertaining watch the kids play drum isn't it a real and then like you know you write something funny about him playing drums so that's another angle that you can write about the same piece of content another way is inspiring you can play drums you're never too old you're too young to, to play the drum like that right and then you can write the whole piece about picking things up, not too late, blah, 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 blah. It's the same piece of content. There's four angles that you can look at it. Okay, so I want you to think about, oh, all the posts that you've been doing so far, are they either informational, educational, 
are they entertaining or inspiring if you've always been doing informational maybe it's time to do some how-tos maybe it's time to do some entertaining how can i make this slightly funny or entertaining right or how can i make this inspiring because there's different way that you can talk to your audience and there's different ways to connect with them okay and if you are going to turn that kids playing drums video or reels into an ad what do you need you need it to be persuasive right so you can take either one of the four angles informational educational entertaining or inspiring and now you add the persuasive bit look a kids can play drum at four years old we are located at this or, or you know this kids has been doing my son has been doing this for the past two months now if you're interested right persuasive sign up for the drum course today at blah 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 blah, blah. Right? And that's a piece of ads right now you have. So that's the only difference between content marketing and an ad. Right? So make sure an ad has a call to action. And a lot of uh, your posts, like sometimes I see some of your posts, it's like every piece of post has some, some sort of call to action. I mean, like, yes, it's good. Right? I did tell you that it should have some sort of call to action. Um, it could be like comment or like or share. Those are call to action, but advertising has to be persuasive for them to now sign up. Right? What do you need for a sales piece, a sales copy? Right? And so now the real difference between ads and your content marketing is that you got to make sure that your ads has immediate results for you. It gets people to do immediate action, right? It's a piece of content marketing that gives you um, immediate back, right? I, I put in this money, I expect X number of people click or expect X number of people signed up, leads or buy, okay? That's ads. Where content marketing will give you a better ROI in the long run, okay? So content marketing is the ongoing activity. So a lot of people are like, so how long do I have to start putting or how long do I have to keep doing content? Content marketing is an ongoing activity to build your follower base. It's not to sell, right? You just remember, don't sell all the time. You need to, it's to, for you to build your follower base, keep them interested. And when the time is right, every now and then you sell to them. And advertising is tactical, right? It needs to convince people to take action. So you need both. And um, okay, what's the four things I need in a sales copy, right? Okay, let's say I am writing a piece of sales content right now. What do I need? Here are the four things you need, all right? Number one, this is what I got, like I put my product, my service, whatever it is, and who is it for? You gotta be very clear about that. Okay, what I've got, who is it for? Number two is, here's what it's going to do for you, right? This is why we always talk about knowing your ideal customer avatar. Who are you selling it for? How is it going to help them? Okay, this is why knowing your customer is so important, right? Because if you say um, how this is going to solve a problem for them and if it's not a real problem, then you've already lost them at this stage, okay? 
So step number two is hear what I've got for you, what it's going to do for you, what sort of problem it's going to solve for you. And number three is this is who I am and why you should listen to me. That's the credibility part, right? Or if your product is a product and not you, it's like this is who we are, our brand is, and why you should listen to our brand. Maybe it could be X number of people have achieved results from this, how long we've been in the business, how this could really help you with you know certain ingredients, why they should be listening. Okay? And then um, part number four is here's what you should be doing next. That would be the persuasive part, right? The call to action. And if I were to leave you with anything, one thing to remember is that whenever you do any form of copywriting and content writing, don't focus on the sale. A lot of people write on the sale, right? Oh, this is X, um, it used to cost this much and now you need to buy it because it's cheaper at this much. Don't focus on the sale itself. When you write a piece of content, focus on what? Focus on what? Your customer again, right? They have a problem and they want to see how you can help them solve it because they don't go online just looking for, hmm, what can I buy today? They look to be inspired. They look for entertainment. They look for information. And that's what you should be giving them. Okay. And also in your sales page or sales copy, another thing that a lot of people miss out is that you don't write in a way that help them see life after your product. You always talk about the now. Sometimes, yeah, I mean, a lot of people get, you know, you need to talk about the problem, but not a lot of people focus on the destination. So sometimes in your copy, you can write about how life would change after using your product. I promise you that if you do that, things would change massively for you. Okay. And another three things before I end this segment and go to group coaching is that you need to ask yourself these three questions even before you, you start drafting this to position your, your, um, your piece of content is number one is you should be asking yourself, is the, your prospects or your target audience already buying what it is that you sell? Is this something that they, they've already been buying from someone else and not from you, right? And if they are, if it's something that they buy monthly, like a shampoo or, or grocery, cheese, whatever it is that you sell, that they have already been buying it, it's not a new product to them, then you need to think about in your copy, why should they buy from you? There's a very subtle difference here, right? Whether they have been buying it then it should be why they buy from you. The other thing is that, is this something new that you haven't even purchased before? Then it's different, right? On how you would position it. If they have never bought it before, like a business program or a life coaching or helping the kids to score straight A, something that they have never bought before, then your piece of content should convince them why they need this because a lot of people they're selling things that people have been buying from other people anyway and their content what i see most people make is that they're still convincing people why they need 
for example, a, a, a cleanser. Why do you need to use facial cleanser? But that shouldn't be it because they've already been buying facial cleanser. They know why they need facial cleanser. So if they've been buying and been buying from other people, but not you, then you need to convince them why you and not so much on why they need the product. Get see the difference It's very subtle, right? But if they have never bought that product, it's something new in the category, then yes, you need to convince them why they need that product itself. Okay. And also the third question that you need to ask yourself, and this is really for you to manage your expectation is how big is that transaction? Is it a $2,000 thing, right? So if it's about soap or something that they buy on a regular basis, then you need to manage your expectation. If it's a big transaction, if it's like a $500, right? People are not going to buy it right away, like from the first time you post about it. It might need multiple touches. It might need multiple pieces of marketing. They might need to see you here um, or someone else talk about you before they actually make the move. They need to know you. They need to maybe even speak with you first, right? Because it's not um, a small transaction. And understanding that would really make a difference to how you plan your copy and how you market your product. Okay, so be aware of this. Okay, so the three questions to um, ask yourself before you even start thinking about, okay, what, how long do I need to market this? Is it like a, a one touch point thing and people are ready to buy? Or is it kind of like, you know, I need a strategy here and come up with five pieces of content to eventually get them there? And what's the next move for me? Okay, so that's a quick one just um, to get your brain kind of rolling and start thinking about how you should draft your copy and content differently from how you've been doing it and for you to review what you've been doing and how you can switch it up a little bit. Now, if you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a review wherever you're listening. A good one, I hope. Chances are, if you found value in this episode, others would be too. You can also tag me at the Chill Mom or Mumboss.academy on Instagram and tell me what you like or have learned from today's episode. I love seeing how you fit my podcast into your life. Till the next time, all my best and you've got this.